Hello, everybody, and welcome to the game room. I'm Michael McLeod, and joining me today, going toward episode 100, who is this? Dwight Robinson. How you doing? Yep, doing and good as usual. <laughs> Jonathan, Jonathan Duffer. You're doing good, I'm guessing as well. We've actually been talking for a while. I told you <laughs> guys to hold. I, I'm doing good. <laughs> I told you guys to hold the thought. Disney live-action remakes is what we were going on about, and we had been yes. talking and talking, and I said, let's start the podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, I've never seen any of them, I don't think, actually. I'm looking at this now. Really? Mm. So the only two that I would really recommend so far, I don't, I, I don't, I haven't seen all of them either, but the only two I would really recommend are, and I'm probably going to get hate for this, Beauty and the Beast. I thought Beauty and the Beast was really was done really well, and Aladdin, I think, was also done really well. Lion King was fine, but it just lost all, all of its all of the magic was lost because of the what we were talking about. The expressiveness of the characters is what mm. really helped sell the Lion King animation. Right. It's just not there in the in the live action. I lied. I've seen Alice in Wonderland. Hmm? Well, that one doesn't Alice count. You mean the Tim Burton not, one? Yeah. It, well, no, it's, that, it's yeah, that, that, according that to Wikipedia, it's it's one of the it says it says it's in that. I've seen that. I didn't think it was good though. What? And Disney? Re- nah, yeah. No, I thought but, it was just his version of that. I didn't think. Well, that maybe was Disney maybe that. that's the case. In which case, I have not seen any of them, and my point still yeah. stands. Because yeah. I also saw <laughs> Maleficent, but I don't think that that doesn't count either. Really. Didn't actually Maleficent either. does. I'm pretty sure because Maleficent. What? I'm pretty sure Maleficent was the one that kickstarted everything. Like that was supposed it to be like did. the first one. And then they went on from there. Is that the I one where the Angelina did, Jolie mm-hmm. just has really ridiculous cheekbones? Is that that's that one? Yeah, it is yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I got you. Yeah, interesting story behind that that I heard was probably oh, about a month ago. Now she was telling this story on someone's talk show. There's a point where Maleficent like picks up a little girl. I don't know who it is, mm. but every like girl that they tried to, I guess it was Sleeping Beauty, like Aurora, but like mm. every girl that they tried to get her to pick up was like mm. scared to death of her and her costume the only person oh. who wasn't was her daughter and so her daughter <laughs> ended up being being the child in that in that because she was the only one who didn't run away because she recognized it was her mom ah that's that's funny that's <laughs> yeah. hilarious oh, that's great <laughs> that is super oh, super great let's talk games guys Video games. games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess we for? could do that. <laughs> uh, the beginning, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out at the beginning of the episode. The second part of the episode, of course, we're going to talk about what we've been playing, but the second part of the episode, as per usual, we'll have our topic. This topic was actually Jonathan. It has to be Jonathan because mm. Dwight just figured out we had a suggestion thing last week, I think. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Jonathan's suggestion, and it is uh, – Games for new gamers, I guess, if you're not necessarily kids, mm-hmm. but maybe maybe you're just kind of an outsider and you're just kind of looking in and you're like, man, I want to get in, but where do I start? This is the episode for you. So, And we have a bunch of different genres, if you're interested, and we're going to take those. But right now, let's stick with the order we went with last week. Duffer, what have you been playing this week? I kind of know one of them already, but let me know your <laughs> thoughts on Mass Effect. Yes, Mass Effect. So I finished Mass Effect last night. Uh, on stream um i think what i what i said was like i'm, I'm giving it a solid what <laughs> sorry i i had a thought no, but I'll, I'll bring it up later i'll bring it up later yeah, okay. Yeah, um, okay um I, <laughs> now 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 i'm just thinking about you laughing um <laughs> i'm giving it i think i'm giving it a solid eight out of ten um i liked pretty much all of it uh the the only thing that i didn't really care for were the um I, I felt like the weapons like system and 
like upgrading the ammo and all that stuff. It's a good it's a good idea, but it was really like it it wasn't well. First of all, it wasn't explained like at all ever. No, no. Um, <laughs> it wasn't. And in in the game, and maybe that's like I, I don't remember when this came out, but maybe it was still around the time when you're supposed to read the manual. Two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I think it's two. See, we were ago. see we were pretty much past manuals at that point, so it should have mentioned it in the game somewhere. Um, because I'm I don't it has I, I, I remember. Yeah, this. I, I have I a I have a hard it time. It did. I have a hard time remembering to like go in and go digging through the menus and stuff to find this sort of thing. But so that that should have been explained better. Um and it needed to be a little less it needed to be a little less confusing. And then also, which I mentioned I don't know if it's aired yet or not, but I mentioned this on one of our other episodes, the um mapping like system and directions needed to be better. So because that episode there were, went up today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, oh, that's right. That's right. It did the pet peeves one. So yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it needed to it needed to be better about giving you directions about where to go, and it needed to have a stupid mini map, which would have helped tremendously, you know, during during the whole thing. But so I, and I don't I still don't understand. Like it has a radar, which is fine. It's great when you're when you're fighting stuff. But why didn't couldn't they just have a radar on top of a mini map? Like have a radar in the map. So there's the, your map. And you have your little radar, and it and shows the enemies on the map instead of just in like this blank space, and you have to figure out like I, there were points during the final section of the game where you're going down this like it, it's essentially a corridor, but you're outside, and you have to like go around bends and stuff. Well, I'm seeing there are enemies on the map or on the radar that should be able to see me and shoot me. But I can't tell whether they're behind something. And so I'm looking all around to make sure that there's nothing there and there's nothing like hiding before I start moving and, and out of cover and, and going around. That could have been avoided if there was a map and I could have seen, okay, there's a wall there. So I, I don't have to worry about this stuff coming around to gnaw my giblies off because they're behind oh, wow. this, this wall over here. Damn, um, this got real. Which, <laughs> well, I, and, and that's and that's the thing. It's like... <laughs> that that also leads me into my other point is like the AI is kind of jank because it there is. were several Absolutely. times 2007 <laughs> I'm throwing that out there again yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean I guess but I mean like like Bioshock came out in 2007 and the AI was not nearly as jank as it was in this well you in, also in didn't have one, AI but... teammates in Bioshock no. so. well <laughs> no. I, 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 I'm I'm giving the AI teammates a pass AI teammates was was, was a newer thing. At that mm. point, I'm pretty sure. But, mm. like, I'm just talking about the enemy AI. Like, there were points where... I, and I'm not even talking about when the enemy would just, like, stay under cover. I, th- I think that that is fine. But there were points... There was one point where there was an enemy who was... Mm. Like, I walked around a pillar, and the enemy's mm. just standing there, holding his gun, like, doing nothing. And I'm staring him straight mm. in the face, and he's just nothing. And that that kind of thing you didn't happened. Cross over the the hidden like switch or whatever. Yeah, the, the but like, but like, turn him on. I just yeah. came out of a I just came out of a firefight with a whole bunch of other guys, and mm-hmm. he's just and he's just standing there. He was right Maybe where the firefight he's was. On break. I don't. Know. <laughs> we'll we'll just we'll but, just we'll just chalk it up to you know stuff that you can take advantage of. Because I remember that too, like I, especially I, the final yeah. stretch with yeah. like you see Geth. There's like a Geth tank. 
and you move closer, and he turns towards you, and he starts shooting, and you kind of like inch back like a foot, and then he like he stops. you're there. And you're <laughs> like, all right, sweet. And you just shoot him, and then kill him, and then keep going. That's actually how we used to get through <laughs> Fantasy Star when you were playing it single player. You just like mm. the door, the doorways were like the trigger. Mm. So you oh, walk yeah. in the door, you know, shoot the guy until he got near you, then walk out of the door. Mm. You'd, and then just kind of like slide back. You'd be five feet goes, away from him, and he'd be like, he whatever. turns around and like walks back to his starting position, and you're like, oh, you come in, and you shoot him in an ass, and then it gives you like a crit bonus or whatever yep. <laughs> like then you just like slide back and then forward and then you're not you're completely visible you just keep sliding back and forth you're 100 like, gaming the system there but yeah we used yeah. to do that stuff what i, I was mean, laughing yeah. about earlier and i have to point this out is you know you have all these complaints about the map which i agree mm-hmm. for the sum of it but mm. what I was laughing at is I had the thought last night, because I was watching this stream, you get out mm. of the elevator, and you're like, which way do I go? <laughs> There's a giant reaper to your left. <laughs> there is nothing to your right. <laughs> which way do you go? <laughs> which, it, it's, it's, it's funny to me, because, like... You know, and I know you've played a lot of games where there's like, you know, maze like levels and like labyrinthine pu- puzzles and stuff like that. But yeah. then the shooter where you're literally just walking forward 90% of the time, it's, it's hilarious. It's to like me. It's, all, all I'm going to say is I didn't get lost in Half Life, <laughs> which is just like. How could you? Half Life is so much more labyrinthine than than Mass Effect <laughs> or any of those. But I feel, I feel I like know. you're you're less likely to get lost in Mass Effect two and three yeah. for the most for the most part. There's a couple open ended areas, but there are a lot of them, I guess, because the graphical fidelity is higher, and they were yeah. on the same same consoles. There, the area is a little more condensed for the most part. I don't. Part, I, don't so. I think the. I think. A lot of the problem is when you're in these areas, they look the same a lot of the time. They have they have yeah. very samey like architect. Like I know in in Half Life, there was actually quite a bit of variety. You're in you're under this you're in this one complex, but there's actually a decent bit of variety between you know different places and stuff. So it's easy to figure out and remember where you've been. But there there were several points in Mass Effect where like everything kind of looks the same, and you're like, okay, so oh, where yeah. I is get this you. exactly? Everything is just kind of like bluish gray. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. That, that's that's or why foliage. I say I, yeah. I get I get your point, but that that one moment just kind of stuck out to me. So mm. yeah, I, I was also under a lot of pressure at that point because I was like, okay, we're we're at the end game now. I need to be on my you know on the top of my ball, and and so I was you know. Um, I did end up getting into, which I, I, I ended up getting into a romantic relationship with Liara, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people do. <laughs> well, that's and, and here's yeah. the thing. That's what I wanted to say about mm-hmm. that. First of all, I'm not saying like, I don't have, you know, any problem with any of that stuff, but mm. it felt really like I was really forced into it. Because of the way I wanted to play, I wanted to play like pure Paragon being like trying to be mm. nice to everyone. It felt mm. like like if you do that, you're led like straight into it and there's like almost no recourse. Well, I, I you, there is you don't a recourse. have a lot of options in the first game. But there is yes. yeah, there aren't a lot of like safe options. So you it, have it was way more options later on. Do you, okay. So, but it just yeah. it just felt kind of weird. I don't have a problem with it, but it was just kind of like all right. Yeah. I don't really have a you. good way out of this like if I didn't want to do it. So. You had to, to kind of like show up. Did you have a female you character no. or a male character? A female. I had a female character. 
throughout all three of them. And I'm, I'm sure you did. You always, you if, always play that. If, you always play the If Tally was I'm an option, I would have Shepard. went with Tally, but Tally was not an option. She was locked out. Those cowards. <laughs> but they, <laughs> they locked Tally out of the option for the female um, Shepherd. So I went with Liara, and uh, there really wasn't a lot of options. Caden tried my character a couple of times. I was like, no, fuck him. He, he's got to die. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Get him out of here. <laughs> that was that. Oh, that was another funny thing because Liara, while we're, while I was talking to her, she was like, "Oh, I thought you and and Caden had something like special going on." And I was like, yeah, "How I could you possibly? How could like, you possibly no. think that? I have not <laughs> talked to him except once since he got on the squad." <laughs> like, See, I think you know this is very interesting. I think that we should bring this up. I think the a major reason why people immediately kill Ashley and then like leave Caden or whatever is probably because they're all playing the default male shepherd or something like that. Caden, I think he's still an option, but I don't think that he tries as hard as like with the female version or whatever because it just seemed like conversations just like we were saying it was like constantly pushing you like a certain way or whatever, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm like. When I'm playing this character, I'm like, no, I don't want nothing to do with Caden. And he's boring as fuck. Get him out of here, <laughs> you know? So as soon as I had an option to kill him off, I was like, yeah, get him out of here. Kill him. <laughs> 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 but, but, like, I mean, I guess for, like, if you're playing as the male shepherd, that's not even really an issue. So they don't even... He's like, oh, you know, he's fine. We'll just keep him around. <laughs> Maybe. Ashley's yeah. terrible or something. So I think that might have something to do with it. I don't remember what class I chose, though. Because my class also changed once I did the, the moon mission. I don't remember what I was initially though. Oh, it changed. I yeah, don't remember that. Yeah, there's like a the the moon DLC mission. Once you complete mm. it, you can get like a different class. I forget what it was called. There are oh, like two different uh, ones. But, but I anyway, was Vanguard yeah. throughout all three of them. I don't understand. I don't know why I picked Vanguard in the first one. I think it's just because of shotguns. I don't know. I don't remember. Whatever. Moving on. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Ignore but yeah, I I enjoyed it. So I'll be starting up Mass Effect two uh, next stream. So it was good. Um, the only other two, I played two other games this week. One of them we're going to talk about later, so I won't go into it now. Uh, the other one was uh, Portal 2. I've been playing a little bit of that. That was a game I started on YouTube before my YouTube channel took a you know freezing uh, halt in the sand. So I started uh, recording videos for that again. Uh, hopefully I will get to post those soon-ish. I can't emphasize enough how good of a game Portal and Portal 2 are. <laughs> They're so good. If for no other reason than for like the black comedy that is just uh, present throughout, it's it's so excellent. I love those games. I I really wanted to start recording those episodes again because I wanted to do it as blind as I could because I haven't played it for a few years now. Um, because I also wanted to watch a streamer play it for her first time and like see their reactions and everything, which is which is good. So, um, so yeah. But anyway, I've been playing a little bit more of that. If you ne- haven't played this, you need to. It's a great game. The physics puzzles and the um, the black comedy just make these games absolute gold. So That is what you got. All right. Let's see. I haven't played a lot this week. One Piece Odyssey is kind of like my in-between right now before Metroid and Like a Dragon Inchin comes out. The 22nd, both those are the same day, which is kind of annoying. One Piece I don't. Here's the thing. I'm not a huge One Piece anime guy. Like I like mm-hmm. it, but I'm not like Dwight, who's seen like 500 million episodes. I've seen like <laughs> maybe 30, 40, maybe a little bit more episodes. Mm-hmm. I know who these characters are, and I play the games. 
I don't really know what's happening though. All I know is I'm on this island and all my powers are gone and I got to get these cubes, <laughs> no. cu- cubes to get them back. And there's these guys in suits talking about me being there, being bad for some reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know why. I, I just want to add, that happens in pretty much, like, any game or any, like, movie or mm. at the start of an arc or whatever. You see you see them and they're talking about, like, stuff that you're doing or whatever and how it affects, like, the greater world. But, ah. like, a thousand episodes in and the characters have never, like met them personally or done I mean, anything. it's like it's you know like the, you know no, who really. they are <laughs> you know who they are and what they're what they're there for and everything like that but just like they kind of that's like their overarching like it's I like mean, the I've, check-in with the world basically. i feel like that's used i mean it's it's the black organization from detective conan it's like it's right, been there since episode much. one and you see them maybe every 50 episodes for like a brief like moment yeah. and they they don't really a little, little the story little five minute conversation at the beginning of like a yeah. 300 episode arc and then they'll say like <laughs> oh they they just reached this island blah blah yeah. blah and, and yeah. whatever and then so so there was that and i'm like okay <laughs> yeah. i don't feel like this is that important i'm just i'm here for the game right i think it looks good i want the good turn-based combat i want the goofy anime i'm getting all that so right now i went through this cave and i'm getting these cubes to get my powers back this is all on stream go check me out michael underscore mcleod on twitch everything i've played has been on that and that's like maybe two hours so it's not a lot of time Mm. the combat system is kind of slow i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie really here i don't i'm not a big fan of it maybe it'll pick up but it's not like dragon quest which i thought it was going to be based off of like what i had seen I thought it was gonna be. It looks like Dragon Quest. It, it doesn't looks, play like Dragon Quest. It looks Dragon Quest. It doesn't yeah. play because yeah. positioning is important, which is cool and all, but it's mm. kind of obnoxious. I wish because uh, let's just say okay, there's some enemies to the right that are weak to swords. Oh, it also has a weapon triangle, so that's mm. that's a thing too. Enemies to the right are weak to swords. Enemies to the left are weak to guns, and I have all my sword people in the wrong places. I have to move them around. It's like okay, that's. Can we just not have one field where I can just hit anybody? Like, why do I have to move them? Anyway, I, I digress. <laughs> That's mild annoyance and makes the battles take longer than they should. Unless you just want to do less damage, which, I mean, who would want to do that? So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I, I will get back to it. Hogwarts Legacy is the main thing I've been playing. And I've been playing it last week. We talked about it, or the episode that posted today. We talked about it. I played one hour on PC. I ended mm. up buying it on PC because I got really into it. I started to really enjoy it. I took mm. some notes because I think I think I had very little to say about it last week other than I liked it, and I do. <laughs> so I can't, and we talked about this kind of over our little chat, I cannot talk about Hogwarts without also kind of talking about Forspoken in the same sense, which we talked about previously, but mm. they're both like open worlds. They're both mm. like magic. You know, <laughs> you're doing magic as your main thing. Here's the major differences, though. Forspoken has this huge open world mm. with, like, you know, crazy traversal and stuff, but mm. there's not a lot of shit to do. <laughs> no, not at all. It's, Hogwarts, like, very checklisty. <laughs> Hogwarts has the castle, and it has, like, the direct area around the castle. So you have Hogsmeade mm-hmm. and a couple other places. But they are dense as hell with stuff to do. Like, yeah. every little corner you turn, there's a new puzzle to solve. You go across a bridge, there's these symbols on the ground. Okay, I got to figure this out. Well, I don't have to. It's like a side mm. thing. It right. kind of reminds me, like, of, um, and I, I hate that I constantly 
everybody references Breath of the Wild, right? Because, like, <laughs> but it is. You you turn the corner, there's something new to do. There's constantly stuff to do. So there's that. It's it's not as big, but it's definitely way more dense. There's constantly new things to explore. The side quest, unlike in Forspoken, oh, where it's cool. just like kill ten enemies. Wonder why people will figure that out. <laughs> that density yeah, is way better and more way more important than, than just than like vastness. a big empty space. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Your side quests they benefit you, <laughs> so like you're yeah. not just killing ten enemies and getting yeah, you know the experience. No yeah, yeah, like you may you know you're you're you may have like a, a checklist of stuff you need to do, mm. and taking a side quest will net you a upgrade to your broom or something like like everything has a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, thank you, thank you for mm-hmm. doing that. <laughs> yeah. I cannot. I don't know why this needs to be a thing, but it's a thing, yeah. and I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. Force lastly, there's literally no reason to do any of that shit. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> Unless you just want a new cape, which you right. know, we already talked about that one. You also brought up, and I listened to our last week's episode. You also brought up how, like in Forspoken, the magic doesn't like combine. It doesn't connect. Yeah, none of them. They don't work with each other at all. They don't and stack. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They don't work and with I, each other. And I forgot to mention that, like the particle effects, even though they're really big and cool and everything. They are very not grainy. Adding to anything, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're grainy and dithered, and it actually they don't oh. look good. So yeah. my wife, you know, pointed this out too, because like she's watched me play. She's like, "Oh, what's this?" It's like, "Oh, it's four spokes." She's like, "Man, it looks really blurry and just kind of like <laughs> and just mushy." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah it does." Yeah, you're and not wrong. When a lot of stuff <laughs> is going on, it does that like that Sega Saturn screen door effect where it's like yes. dithered for like because. Mm. It can't handle those kind of like big it's, explosions it's like of shit. Checkerboarding parts of the image, yeah. but not the whole image. It's wow. yeah. strange. So it really? just it it actually looks really it looks technically looks bad, but it's just that because it's a really big <laughs> splashy effect. If the hardware could have could do it, it would look great, but it can't. It can't keep up with yeah, what's happening. So anyway, PCs to circle either. circle back around to the point I was getting at, the magic mm. in this one, like Whoever designed this UI needs an award, like an actual <laughs> like trophy. What the? You know? Okay, so like Forspoken, you have to again. I'm referencing that because it's mm. I mean similar thing. You yeah. hold down R, you have to change your different like magics. Oh, I hate that. You hate can it. have <laughs> get this. You can have 16 spells at the ready. Really? At wow. the ready in Hogwarts. I don't even have 16 spells unlocked. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's oh, how does it do it? So on um, well. There's this thing I use called a controller. And if you're, uh, all right. (laughs) Actually, seventeen spells at the ready. Now that I'm thinking about it, because no, eighteen. Jeez, see the way they design it is so perfect. You you attack with your main thing, but when you hold it down, you Mm. also have like the face buttons, which Mm. you can assign each spell to that. You also um, have the D-pad, which you can mm. hold down the button and then press the D-pad in a certain direction, and it'll give you a different set of spells too. But mm. the way it the way it's set up is you can seamlessly switch back. The only like downfall to it is you have to remember where they're at, but you can mm. map them. You can mm. map them wherever you want. But I never also understood the, why Forspoken didn't do that. Like it's really clunky switching between them, and you get it used to it. It is super clunky. But, but like on yeah. mine, I mean, I have all my attack spells on one, a one like spell rack, and I have all my like, you know, the flashlight and shit like that. I have all that like useless stuff that's helpful in the open world, but not really combat thing. Mm-hmm. But you can also like stack stuff again, like what I was saying. Um, 
you can levitate people, freeze them, and then shoot a fireball. It does multiple damage to them. You can slam them on the ground. It's funny that you're that you're you're, <laughs> you're describing the way that they map the controls. They're using MMO hotkeys. Yeah, they're they are like, using hotkeys. That's what it sounds like. They're using that's literally using that's hotkeys, literally what what uh, was it? Final Fantasy fourteen does. Yeah, what there Black you go. Desert does. All of those like MMOs. That's that's how they work. <laughs> but you don't yeah. see it too often in a single player game. You usually have the weapon wheel or something like that. Which is dumb when you have a ton of like magic spells. It that's just makes I'm, more yeah. sense to have. Or a ton of guns, or a ton ton of everything, but yeah, it's so easy to just flip flop back and forth. So Mm. it's it's fantastic. I I I'm more interested in trying it now. Yeah, I actually talked about it a a little bit last week, like I said, and I I was happy with it. I'm very happy with it now. Whatever your political stance is, we're not a politics podcast. Mm. You know, a game is a game. We're here to talk about is the game good. The game is a lot of fun. I'm actually enjoying it. If you like that sort of thing, I'm I'm. I say that to you, Dwight. If you don't care anything about the Harry Potter wizarding world crap, you, know, <laughs> you might not. You might not get as much out of it. I don't know. I if the game is that. good, then I mean the game is good. I don't care. The game is but, good. Yeah, the I'm game. The game is well designed, one way or the other. Um, as long as long as it's not just like a fan service reach, then or whatever, I'm fine with it. Right. Those I mean, are there, the games there, that I can't stand. <laughs> there is that. I'm not going to pretend like that isn't there as well. Right. But, the game is well designed, and whoever designed like the mission structure and the UI and like even the map system mm. is fantastic. Uh, the map system, there you go, Jeffrey. As long as you can enjoy the game <laughs> without knowing anything about Harry Potter, that's the main. Right. That's the main thing. Yeah, as long, yeah, you, as, long as it's a can, good you, game, then yeah. you can too. They also set it in the late 1800s, so like none of the you don't have to have any prior knowledge. Like if you didn't have never mm-hmm. seen a Harry Potter movie or anything, you could just mm-hmm. go in there and. You can have fun with it. So that's cool. Yeah, that's my I, yeah, piece that. right there on it. I will uh, definitely recommend it. I played it on PC primarily. It runs very smooth. It looks great at 1440p. I got the Xbox version. The performance mode on Xbox is a bit blurry. Mm. The ray tracing mode looks terrible, and <laughs> the fidelity mode looks great, but only runs at 30. Uh, and Dwight is suddenly I'm, uninterested again. <laughs> what I'm what I'm hearing is, and this is just watching YouTubers. Mm. It's see, and and it was my. I think I talked about it on the podcast, or maybe I talked to you. I feel like this was definitely like let's put all our money toward the PlayStation version sort of mm. thing. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's where they first announced it too. Yeah. Well, they did. They did. They announced it on the PlayStation uh, stream. So. Yeah. Uh, but I'm playing. I'm playing it on PC with an Xbox controller. I'm loving it. So there you go. That's any regulators my... listening to this. Pay attention. <laughs> yeah. please, please pay attention. <laughs> That's my piece right now. Though continue on. I'm gonna kick it over to Dwight. What you got, Dwight? So speaking of games minutes. where you can uh, <laughs> you can play and enjoy it without like just being a super fan. Uh, Midnight Suns again. I've I've been still playing it. I'm Did getting near the end. It? No. Uh, no, not yet. I don't want to so. hear about it then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm near the end. I'm in like the final stretch. Um, but yeah, that's absolutely a game where you could play it even if you have no interest in Marvel um, yeah. Marvel stuff in general or like MCU stuff or whatever. You're tired of seeing MCU crap. You know, try out this game. It's really good. It has you know when you first meet a character, they will literally tell you about their background because you'll ask them, hey, you know. Uh, like naturally in conversation about their background, and mm-hmm. it's literally like 
like a bullet point thing of like who this character is and everything And they like don't that. shove it down your throat. No. If you no, don't want to know natural. or you already know, you can just say hey, you can you know, yeah, you can say on. oh no, I'm good, you know, or whatever and go do something else or you can sit there and talk to them and like get the information and everything, which I think is a cool way to do that. There's plenty that you learn about these um, characters from like the comic stuff and then there's enough callbacks and like just random things that they'll say as you're talking to them to reference shit from like other cuz like and I'm trying to think of there's like specific references that I thought were were pretty damn you know they're really nice and then I can't remember them off the top of my head right now. Just know that they're there, but they're in natural conversations enough that is. And this is probably the most naturalistic or unsuperhero comic comic booky type writing that I've heard or that I've seen in a game besides like the Spider Man games or whatever. Um, it's really good and it's very understated. And I know a lot of people are avoiding this because it's because of the card, you know, battling thing or whatever. Do it. Don't just let play that it. bother you. Yeah. Don't let that bother you. Because, like, my brother, and I, I don't remember if I mentioned this before, but my brother's a huge Marvel fan or whatever. But he can't stand, like, you know, strategy games or RPGs or anything like that. And I'm like, look, just play it. Just, just, just play it. <laughs> just play it. It's, it's, play it it's, anyway. Yeah. It's definitely, this is not one of those uh, fan service reach <laughs> type games, that I would say. Uh, but anyways... So there's that. Um, the only other game that I've been really uh, playing uh, recently is Overwatch 2, um, which this is not a new game, and I've played it a bunch of times before. But a friend of mine and somebody who, who jumped onto the show um, before, <laughs> all the way in the beginning, he has, I guess, recently discovered the, the awesomeness of Overwatch or, you know, why this game is so fun. Um, I'm kind of like... The jaded player i've been playing it for years now <laughs> and i mean i'm not like amazing or anything at it i'm you know very squarely in the middle probably like lower middle but i've been playing it for years i love the game um a lot of the recent changes i don't like you know uh back in my day when it was still great you know type thing <laughs> but um but yeah so you know he's been playing lately and getting on and stuff and you know a couple of people that he knows are also playing so it was the first time I've actually been able to play in a like large group. Usually it's either just me or it's like me and my brother and that's it. You know, I don't know anybody else who plays Overwatch at all. So being able to play in a large group has been like pretty damn nice. And you know, uh, we use and of course really big shout out to the Xbox engineers for adding the Discord uh, compatibility and everything. Because I mean I've been aware of it and you see it and stuff, but I've never really actually used it until this past week because he's on pc you know he doesn't he doesn't play on consoles or whatever i'm playing from the xbox and i think like one of his friends is playing from like a switch or something like that but you know we're all able to get in there and discord works so amazing on the damn xbox let me tell you like you go into the so are guide you, are you chatting through discord is that like voice yeah. chatting through discord okay mm -hmm. so they they added that functionality like a year or two ago and it was in That's beta cool. And they finally, you know, finalized it. And now it just shows up in your guide. And if you go to it, it has the servers that you're, um, that you're already logged into. Like, you still have to go to the Discord app to join a server or whatever. But any ones that right. you've joined before, they're there. And you can see who's in the chat groups. And you can go in between the different voice chat groups and so I can jump and I can see if he's in there before I even jump in there to like, you know, just like how you could do with parties. You can see who's in the party before you join. Right. It. Same thing for Discord, which is amazing. And then that's cool. Jump in there immediately able to play and then it 
you know, you can switch back and forth from your phone or whatever. Because somebody else, they didn't have a headset. They're using their phone to use on Discord. It doesn't have the same kind of functionality as an Xbox party where you can uh, invite somebody from your Discord group to your game or whatever. But the voice part of it works amazingly. And of course, you know, uh, Overwatch uses the Blizzard friends thing. And you can add people from your Xbox friends list. If they're already on Xbox, they're just there. You can add PC people to it. You know, it's just, it's super seamless. And it, it was it worked great. Um, so definitely a big shout out to, to uh, them figuring out that Discord stuff. I heard that PlayStation just recently got that too, actually. I don't know how far along it is, but... Mm, you'll have to test this, test that out for because I'm not going to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> all you... The Xbox One, that's been in beta for like two years or so now. So it's it's... Um, absolutely working great now um, but yeah that's it it's just those that's two for your me. piece all right well we managed to hit just a little over 30 minutes not too bad that's i was hoping to get this done in 30 minutes mass <laughs> effect went on a bit long we need to have a mass effect show <laughs> when he's done by the way <laughs> yeah absolutely. we need to have a, absolutely. a mass effect entire episode i'm gonna be playing mass effect too i think actually oh, alongside him it's too bad that you'll never get to experience mass effect 3 like co-op or whatever I would have yeah. absolutely liked to play that uh, with you, but that's, yeah. that's not yeah. possible now. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah sadly not not with us anymore. But anywho, we're gonna RIP. take a quick break, <laughs> and when we come back, we're going to be talking about games for new gamers, and we'll see you then. Some more. <laughs> Woo! All right, everybody, welcome back. For today, we're going to be talking about not, <laughs> not, not bald spots. Thankfully, I have a good, a good head of hair. That's uh, a side conversation. Um, but we are going to be talking about games for new gamers, a uh, topic suggested by our very own Jonathan Duffer. Woo! So if you are, if you're somebody that just wants to get into gaming but doesn't know where to start, this is where you want to be right here, right now. I have what nine. Yeah, nine different genres, mm-hmm. and we each took three. Uh, we each took three. I guess we can go around Robin and go over what we picked for each one. So starting with the white mm-hmm. uh, action, um, and if that's not telling you to go, the genre is action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I'll go ahead that and. Was a, um, that was a movie set joke, by the way. Anyway, continue. On. This is a. This is very broad. <laughs> But I'm just gonna say it, it, a 2D, yeah, a 2D and a 3D. I'll just throw that in there. So That's what for, I was just like a general for, yeah. 2D action game, I'll say Streets of Rage 4. I mean, it's pretty easy to get into. Um, very easy to get a hold of. <laughs> it's like everywhere mm-hmm. now. Um, That's true. You know, and it it just has uh, it has as much depth as you're willing to put into it, and it's super easy to play. It's literally just three buttons. So I think okay. it's a great way to start. Plus, it has like, you know, awesome music and you know, character design and all that. And what, so what consoles is this available for? Xbox, PlayStation Four, Switch, everything, PC. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, PC. You know, whatever. Um, your phones. They there's a phone version. I'm sure, somebody has it ported to a TI eighty three at some point too. So <laughs> yeah, and, you, and you can you can play co op. I believe too. I, I played yeah. it co op. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's four player co op. There's even versus modes if you want it. There's a endless horde mode. You can go through the story. There's a ton of different um, difficulty levels. You know, yeah, it's perfect. Um, you said it was 2D. Is it a scroll, just like a side scroller? Or 
It's a um, so it's a beat 'em up, and Streets of Rage one, two, and th- two and three are classic beat 'em up games that were on the Sega Genesis years ago. And there's a huge, you know, there's a long history of them taking forever to like make a sequel to it and do anything else with it, and they just didn't. So mm-hmm. now in this recent revival of hey, we don't know what the hell to do with this game. Let's get somebody else to make it for us and make it better. Just right. like with Sonic Mania, just like with Wonder Boy and the Dragon's Trap, and just like with Streets of Rage Four. So Streets of Rage Four is not made by Sega, uh, but it's got the endorse the full endorsement of Sega, and it's it's an awesome game. So it is the the uh, I would call it the epitome of of beat 'em up type two D beat 'em ups two yeah. D beat 'em ups. Yeah, yeah. I can okay. agree with that. There you go. So um three D. Uh, I'm not going to spend as much time on this one because I personally am not like the best, you know, art at this game or whatever. But um, God of War, pretty much any of them, um, okay. I would say it's a good beginner game. Um, it is not as in depth and technically uh, uh, precise as something like Bayonetta or Ninja Gaiden or Devil May Cry, which I very much love those games. And I actually <laughs> I love those games more than this one. But mm-hmm. God of War is a great place to start. I think it's yeah, definitely th- more. Those games require some skill. Or yes. God of War, you can go in as a new player. And God of War, you can just mash, kind of knock it out. Shit will happen, <laughs> and like he'll scream, and then like people are like, "Yeah, he's mad at stuff," and then you know, so God of War, whatever. Um, Absolutely, excellent. And it looks, Nailed it, and it looks good. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, what we got next? Uh, adventure. Adventure games. That's my that's my field of expertise as much it as it is a hundred hundred percent. Um at least more so than, than the rest of us. Compared to other people, I don't know, but um <laughs> I picked I picked Day of the Tentacle for this one. Now this is a sequel. This is a sequel to Maniac Mansion, if you remember from one of our other trivia episodes. Right. Um but the nice thing about it is you don't need to really know the backstory to get into it. It it really much it pretty much stands on its own. Um it's a very cartoony uh, kind of feel to it. It's super easy. I mean, it's a it's a point and click. So I mean, you walk, you click to walk around. You click on stuff. You use the verbs. You know, pick up object, use object, talk to person, blah. You know, very easy to to, to play. Um, lots of really neat puzzles. I, the big draw to it, uh, in my opinion, is there's a ton of humor in this game. It's it's really it's not like it's it's a lot of there's a lot of screwball humor and there's a lot of like um little like jokes and stuff but it's not like it's not like kid style humor it's like more of a more of a grown up style of humor um it's really uh, and and all of all of the stuff that um uh like Tim Schafer worked on has this kind of uh this kind of edge to it it's really it's really good um but one of the really interesting things about it is that you can control three different characters while you're playing the game, which is something that doesn't happen very often in adventure games. Um, it's a very unique uh, uh, mechanic, but you have three different characters you can switch out from at any time, and you have to interact between the three of them to solve some puzzles. So um, it has a, a really great mechanic uh, that help get, helps give it some depth, and it's really easy to get into. So um, One of the little bonuses about it is that if you find it it's it's not like super well hidden but it's it's hidden behind a couple button clicks um you can actually play the original maniac mansion from day of the tentacle 
there's somewhere you can go to use a computer and you can just play the original the entire original game in that within the game so which is really cool um but yeah it's, it's a super great game you don't need to know the original story you can just jump right into it and go and, and enjoy it so i think that's probably a as good of a place as any to start for adventure games absolutely and this is uh available on all major platforms new uh, that's true old. Yeah, that's true, because the remastered um, version back, just came out. Going back to Xbox 360, you can get it on your phone, and of course PC as well. I think actually the iPad version is a great way to play this. That's the way I was playing it last, so you could just kind of tap where you need to go, and it's excellent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's all you got for Adventure? Just the one? Uh, Yeah, just the one. I, I, I thought through them, and I thought, this is probably the best entry point it's, that I it's can a, think it's of. A, it's, a good, it's a good place to start, so I absolutely yeah. agree. There are lots of great adventure games out there, but most of them are tied to, like, DOSBox, and you got to figure that stuff out. Mm. Oh, yeah. Sometimes yeah. even the, the Steam and GOG versions don't quite Not always work right. Not even available on, on console, even. Yeah. Is, yeah, you know. yeah the, so. the one that I would absolutely would recommend was Snatcher, and there's literally no way to play yeah. it unless good you have a Sega CD. That's you also know. not like a entry point one, I wouldn't say. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. Uh, well, well, yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, I guess if that's all you got, I'll, I'll jump into the next one. The next one, not confusing at all, I put Action Adventure, which is just a, a yeah. culmination <laughs> of the two. Mm. So, and when I say Action Adventure, I mean like a, a game that has like combat and has the actiony bits but also uh, you know has a story and exploration you go on uh, you know may have mild puzzle solving and stuff like that in it i'll so. say most open world games would fall into this <laughs> a lot a lot of mm. what would would yes so um the re the one i pick for mine as the absolute if you want to get into the genre is the legend of zelda ocarina of time which is probably one of the highest rated games on Metacritic. I mean, not that mm. Metacritic should be the way you should go based on things, but <laughs> I mean, it, the game is amazing. It's available on Nintendo 64. You have a 3DS port. You can get it on Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, you can pretty much you can get it on Wii U. Wii. Uh, actually, I don't think you can get it on. No, you can. You could play it on a GameCube disc if you really wanted to. But the game, as far as Zelda games go, is is not super difficult, but it's also not like a cakewalk either. So it's a good like it's a good place to cut your teeth on the genre if you wanted to. And it that is a 3D one. Um, you could also go with one of the older 2D Zelda games, but I think Ocarina of Time is a good like point to start. Uh, some other quick ones that I just kind of wanted to throw in there for action adventure: any of the Uncharted. Uncharted games, which could mm. also be considered action, but there are some puzzle-solving bits in there. And uh, Okami, which is a, kind of a Zelda clone. And you can get that on all major consoles, too. Fighting game. Dwight, take fighting game. What you got? So, alright. 2D and 3D. So, for 2D, um, I would say Street Fighter 3. And I'm sure that most people that, you know, really into fighting games and everything like that would probably scoff at that and be like street fighter 3 that's like one of the <laughs> most i, I would have <laughs> i would have picked street fighter 2 why is street yeah fighter technically composed right. i say street fighter 3 specifically because it was designed as a game to get as deep as you wanted to get to but not because of technical complexity street fighter 3 is the least technically complex fighting game 2d fighting game out there so Street Fighter 3, it's easier to do moves in Street Fighter 3 than it is in Street Fighter 2. Mm. And it's something that people never really think of because they think of like, oh man, 
to get really good at Street Fighter 3 and parries and stuff like that, you had to be, like, really good. It's like, see, that's all down to, like, timing and understanding the game, not because of, like, the controls. The controls are super easy in Street Fighter 3. So a good example of that are, like, the supers, right? In fighting games, you know, unless you've been playing fighting games your whole life, you're not really going to remember, like, all the different moves and things like that. And Street Fighter 3, there are no complex like uh mechanics or moves or anything you have to learn everybody has the same down forward down forward like super there's not different ways to do the super and it tells you when you pick your character how to do it <laughs> you pick your character <laughs> there's three options for supers and it tells you how to do them and then you just pick it and then you go into the fight or whatever in street fighter 2 you have to know what they are already or figure them out mm. and they're different there's down fours there's down backs and, of course, if you go to, like, a grappler, you have to do a 720 or whatever. Like, you have to spin the whole stick, you know, twice or whatever. It's not easy to do. Then, when you get to, like, people like Guile and whatnot, those supers are ridiculous and stupid. Like, in uh, Street Fighter Alpha, <laughs> that game is super hard to play for people who don't know when play fighting games. They have charge supers. And I hate charge supers. Street Fighter 3 got rid of all that shit. So... The only mechanic that you need to know besides just normal the punches and kicks and like specials is parry. And to parry, you tap forward. That's it. There's no... The the hard part about parrying is the timing, not actually doing it. So that's what you would have to learn. But you could play it just fine without ever parrying. You know, it's just... it It's something... And it's slow enough so that you can understand the basics of what you need to do, like spacing and all that that is a great fighting game to play to really understand fighting games instead of just like mashing so unlike a game like dragon ball z or whatever which looks really cool it's very hard to play if you don't know what you're doing and the the all the mechanics are complex and most people if they don't know them they're just mashing buttons and they're just get like completely destroyed so it's yeah i, I wouldn't recommend that street fighter 3 i would absolutely say is the the gateway 2d fighter um with very simple controls and everything to play. Um, yeah. So for 3D fighters, the obvious choice would be Super Smash Brothers, but I did not pick that because mm. Super Smash Brothers is one that's easy to get into for a lot of people, primarily because of the characters and because of the way the controls work. The thing is, though, for fighting games as a whole, it's a terrible way to get into it because it's nothing like any other fighting game. It's right. essentially, it created its own genre called platform fighters. There's a bunch of other games that chased it afterwards, but it's one of a kind. Like if you play uh, Super Smash Brothers and then try to play Tekken, like there's, there's, it doesn't translate at all. Like yeah. you'll have no idea I, what the I, hell you're doing. I, I can, I can vouch for that because I'm, I'm like halfway decent at Smash Brothers. And yeah. I am trash at fighting 2D, 2D fighting yeah. games. They have the, their mechanics and everything do not translate. It doesn't teach you anything about fighting. Um, and the the biggest issue that I've had with it for the longest time is analog controls, which is for to a fighting game player, it makes no damn sense at all. But, um, and Super Smash is really, really hard at high levels. It's very mm-hmm. hard to get actually yeah. good at Super Smash Brothers. Like, it's ridiculous. So, what I picked is Dead or Alive. The Dead or Alive series, pretty much any of them, especially 3. Uh, 3 was super easy. Um, that was what got me into playing 3D fighting games, because the way they work is a little different. But Dead or Alive, you can just mash buttons and shit happens. And, of course, you can tag team, you can have four people playing. 
And um, Dead or Alive 3 is not as easy as easy to get to, so 5 is the one that I would recommend for people nowadays. Um, not 6. Screw that game. 5. <laughs> so, um, But yeah, it's super easy. It's not nearly as technically complex as like Tekken. You just smash buttons, shit happens, you slam them to the wall, it explodes, and you change scenes, and it's just like, it's just stupid fun. It's great. And it has a ton of characters and everything. Um, so Dead or Alive, I would absolutely, if you're playing fighting games, you never played them before, 3D, play that. Duffer, which one do you want to take next? What have we got here? Uh, First-person can... shooter, go for it. Yep, first-person <laughs> shooter. So I put two of, of, of games on here, and I'll uh, I'll explain why. So I think one of the, probably one of the premier first-person shooters and that, and I think a lot of people would agree, is Half-Life. Half-Life like launched a whole a whole thing it 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 was very it was very uh formative for the genre the only problem with it is it is a little dated and the entire last like third of the game where you're on an alien planet is not good for a first person shooter there's a lot of like weird platforming and the physics are weird and it's it's widely regarded as not being a great part of the game so what I instead put on here was Black Mesa, which came out uh, a couple years ago now, I think. Um, and Black Mesa is essentially a rebuild of Half-Life in the source uh, engine that Half-Life 2 used. It started out, gosh, it was probably 15 years ago now that it actually started. And it's they've been working on it, working on it, working on it, and they finally finished it. They completely uh, rebuilt these levels from the ground up. They took out some of the some of uh, the weirder sections. They put in some newer stuff. They tweaked things around a little bit. And the final section where you're on an alien planet is massive, and it's massively improved. It's just it's it's one it's completely different. There are a couple little set pieces that you'll recognize, but it's it's so much better. It lends itself. To an actual shooter rather than lending itself to like the weird platforming and stuff that was in the original so if you're wanting to get into first person shooters that's a great place to start it's easy to play it's not super difficult um you can turn it down to the easy setting and have you know a, a good time through it and you're still going to get the um uh, the same gameplay or the same like you're still going to get the same story that half-life had uh, just with a a what I consider to be an improved, optimized version of the game. If you get further into first-person shooters and you enjoy them, definitely go back and play the original Half-Life just to see, you know, just to see that history. But um, to just as an entry point, Half-Life is there, and then if you or Black Mesa rather is there, um, and then if you get through it and you enjoy it, you should absolutely play Half-Life Two because again, it is it, it's one of the uh, another one of the formative games of the genre and it the story is super interesting if we even if we never get any more half-life <laughs> which who knows if we will at this point <laughs> but um it's still again it's one of the formative games of the genre it's a lot of fun to play it's easy to play it's not like you don't i think i mentioned this early in the early in the episode you don't it's easy to not get lost. You just run around, have fun shooting at stuff. Um, yeah, and it's got the gravity gun. Gravity gun's fun, so uh, you, you'll discover that when you, when you get into it. But 
yeah, so Half-Life or Black Mesa and Half-Life 2 are my my two picks for for that. You mean not Call of Duty? What? No, not Call of Duty. It is far more <laughs> has far more, how, far more depth. <laughs> the far legions, more depth the than Call of Duty. Of fans out there I'll not say, taking us seriously you know, now because we yeah, didn't mention that dude. That is an interesting I, pick for for a brand new person to the genre. I would think they would nah. go straight to Call of Duty or Fortnite or something. <laughs> well, and and see that's the well, thing. I've never played I've never played like the campaign of Call of Duty. And I don't yeah. I the the multiplayer is fine, but I just don't find it as engaging as like going through the, a, something that's story rich. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, story story-based first person shooter I think Half-Life, but I mean, most people, that's what their buddies are playing, right? Mm-hmm. Duty, yeah. duty. Well, so, and, yeah, and that, I mean, you know, that's what that's and and that's fine. Um, the reason, again, one of the reasons I picked something else is because that's what everyone, you know, Call of Duty is what everyone's gonna want to play. Um, yeah, I thought it would be more interesting to give them this an would be alternative. This a good place to start. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mm-hmm. agree. Yeah. Unfortunately, these are only available on PC. Half Life Two being the exception, which is available on current right. Xboxes only. Yeah. Uh, and the original Xbox. <laughs> and the original Xbox, and technically PS3. I'm talking about current. Like, how can you play it currently right. on a console? Xbox is your only option. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and Black Mesa is only on PC, unfortunately. Yes, but, unfortunately. Yeah. For the time being, but yeah, those are not bad picks. I would not. Uh, I would not disagree with them for a good start off for a first person shooter. Uh, let's see. It's my turn now. Let's see. What can I pick? Do you got anything else for a first person shooter before we move on? Uh, no. I haven't played, like, I, I thought about Doom, but I hadn't played the new Doom, so I can't Doom say whether I recommend it or would not. Be a good pick would too. be a, a great pick. Okay. That's, that's yeah. probably what I would have picked is Doom 2016, but yeah. That's probably what I would have picked as well, yeah, because it's, it's so. It's so friendly to get in with it. But anywho, uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump in with... Ah, see see what I did there? Jumping. Nah. jumping <laughs> on the, the 2D and 3D platformers. And I kind of I kind of picked the low-hanging fruit here. I'm not going <laughs> to... Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Load it here. Mm. I mean, low-hanging fruit is low-hanging fruit for a reason. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be, if you want to play some good old classic 2D greatness, Super Mario World, that's the Super Nintendo version. Uh, you can get on Switch Online or, you know, pick your poison. You can get a lot of places at this rate. But the game is fantastic in the sense that it's it doesn't baby you the whole time. It's not super easy, but it's not super hard. A kid can play it. adult can play it. I can play it, um, you know, when, back when it came out or today, and I'm still having fun. I'm having a blast. Looks great, colorful, great time. Um, on the 3D end of things, uh, go figure, I picked... Super Mario 3D World. <laughs> <laughs> Go I'm figure. Surprised you didn't pick like a like a Odyssey or something like that. <laughs> so here's the thing: I was thinking about Galaxy, and I'm thinking about Odyssey. Odyssey's a good pick, Galaxy, mm. but they both have that weird like planetoid thing. Um, mm-hmm. Gal- Galaxy, especially where mm. it's like gravity's inverted, upside down. Mm. Uh, that. That I don't think really lends itself super well to a new player. Right. Um, yeah. Also, Odyssey can get a little difficult in some cases if you're maybe just starting out. Mm. I yeah. think Super Mario uh, 3D World. Sorry, I had to think about what I was talking about. Mm. Um, 
has that nice isometric view, so you get a better view of the the landscape. Mm-hmm. You can play co-op with up to four players. Mind you, it's chaos, but it's fun. Yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It, there's not really a gimmick. I mean, you have the cat suit, right. which is new. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider that a gimmick, but it's, it's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's level-based, just like Super Mario World. You also have the Captain Toad sections, which, mind you, it's not a platformer, but mm-hmm. you get a little variety there, so you're not just platforming. And really, uh, how it plays is not too dissimilar from how super regular Super Mario World. It's just in 3D at this point, so you know you have <laughs> X and Y. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I, I would absolutely agree with this this pick because I honestly cannot stand playing like full 3D platformers or you know mm-hmm. Odyssey type games or whatever. Um, but I like Super Mario World. I think it's pretty good. See, I, I do like those other games, but if, I feel like if you're the type of person just getting into it, mm-hmm. this is the better option. And it's available on Wii U, and uh, they have the Switch version yeah. you got now. The Switch version arguably is, a lot of people say it's better. I actually like the Wii U one a little bit better, but I know I'm in the minority there. What did they say was, car- like, fast, like, objectively faster? Mm-hmm. They run faster. The new one is way faster. Yeah. Way okay. faster, so... I, that's actually kind of why I like the Wii U one. I like the little bit slower pace, but that's just me. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Excellent game, though, and I could definitely recommend both of them. Um, Racing games. So I have, I'm, I'm going to put two. So for arcade style racing or track racing or whatever, whatever you want to call it, I'll say Burnout Takedown. It's an awesome Excellent game. Pick. I'll pick that over Burnout Paradise any day. And even though I personally like Burnout 3 uh, better, Burnout, um, actually, wait, hold on. Burnout 3 was Burnout Takedown, wasn't it? Or was 4 Turnout it was. Takedown? <laughs> uh, one of them was, vi- was Vengeance and the other one was Takedown, but I can't no, remember I don't which think one. it was Vengeance. I think it was... Uh, We're about to find out, don't worry. Burnout Revenge, I think it was, it was what it was called. And Burnout 3 is Takedown. Yeah, Burnout so 3 is it. Takedown. Burnout 4 is Revenge. Okay, so Burnout 4 is the one I would recommend. Revenge. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Is, that's what I would recommend for new players, because... Um, and for one specific reason, in takedown, you cannot hit any traffic. If you hit traffic, you'll crash. You crash. And yeah, ta- oh, wow. in revenge, if you hit traffic <laughs> oh going the same um, direction as you, then you'll just bounce about the way, and you you don't crash. So way easier for the you know usual uh, player because if you've never played Burnout before, that shit gets eye bleedingly fast. It is amazing. <laughs> it's, it's insane. That is, and I, I'm so mad that they haven't made one in so long. And honestly, even though a lot of people love um, Paradise, I do not like Paradise. I it is not a either. good replacement for the traditional Burnout style gameplay at all. And I've, I kind of faulted for the, the move towards open world racing games that we have now, which is why that's my second recommendation. Mm. Um. My second one is for like the open world type racing game that you know basically that's whatever all the racing games are doing now. Um, Forza Horizon Five is it's the best one for somebody to get into if they like that kind of game. Super easy to get to. It's on Game Pass. I mean, you can't buy an Xbox without playing it at some point. It's just like this weird thing, where, you know. Say like you can't have a Super Nintendo without Super Mario World. You can't have a Genesis without uh, without Sonic. You can't have an Xbox without Forza. Like that's <laughs> that's their thing. So Forza Horizon Five. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. <laughs> um, but yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. And Jonathan, you got or is it me? Who? who it's is you. Next? I it's don't you. even remember. Oh God, it's me. <laughs> I'm surprised. 
let's see. I took the RPG genre. So I actually have a ton of not a ton. I have several recommendations here because <laughs> they're kind of they're kind of all over the place. Um, I picked uh, Live Alive or Live Alive, depending on who you ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> live a live. It's one or the other. Live a live. <laughs> Uh, depending on who you ask, one or the other as my primary one. The only the only reason this pick. is kind of, well, the reason I picked this is because you have seven or eight different uh, like miniature stories that you play through, mm-hmm. and they don't all play the same. So you get like a little bit of a taste of every sort of like tinge of the genre. Mm-hmm. So you may not get you know one is like way more tactical, one's way more exploratory, one is just standard turn based. You know, you get to experience a lot of what an RPG has to offer um, without sinking a ton of time. You can play through one of these little mini chapters pretty quickly and call it a day there. But, I mean, if you really want to get into it, you can play through all of them and have, like, a nice combined story. So So it's little bite-sized chunks. Bite-sized chunks that all add up, but, you know, you can – you get a good variety. Okay. Primarily – and – the only bad thing is only available on Switch, mm. currently at least. But you know, the Switch is at least popular. You probably have a Switch if you're a modern day gamer. You're, or at least considered getting one. Yeah. Um, I also picked East Eight, uh, Lacrimosa of Donna, for also a good three D. <laughs> well, it's a good, and the reason I picked this one because it's it's not only is it a three D RPG, but it's an action RPG. Mm. So you don't have to worry if you, you know, maybe you're not like super keen on taking turns because mm. that's, you know, that's a weird hang up for a lot of people. I don't want to, I don't want to, yeah, the I'm turn just like, come combat. on, yeah, yeah, just get over a lot, it. Yeah, a lot of people hate it, yeah. Interesting. See, I like I turn-based combat because it lets me think about what I want to do before I do Think about it. what you want to do, exactly. But I think a lot of people's hang up with turn-based combat is they don't want to wait or they pick, they'll pick something that's like slow right off the gate so like uh, example I have a, a friend that wants to I'm, I'm trying to get them to play Persona 4 because Persona 4 is amazing I also have that on my list as, as a good entry point to a turn based RPG but mm. they don't like Yakuza like a dragon which mm. I think game is amazing mm. not the best entry point for a turn based combat if you're not mm. used to it mm. so uh, some other like little quick ones in there of course I said Persona 4 uh, it's a good turn-based Dragon Quest Eleven, or if you really want to go back to your roots, Dragon Quest One. You can beat in about <laughs> six hours. That's the first modern JRPG. If you really think about it, there's nothing precedes it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you really want to get into Final Fantasy, like uh, you know, that's the name you recognize, and you're like, well, I just want to play Final Fantasy. I'd say Final Fantasy Nine is a good place to start there. Nine, uh, okay, that's, that's an good, interesting yeah. one. Yeah, I would agree with it, that. It doesn't. It doesn't go off the rails. It doesn't have like the clout that Seven has. It, like it's more fantasy and less sci-fi. Yeah, mm. it's like a three um, D version of like the the previous six. Really, it's not as yeah exactly. It's not as confusing as Eight can be for a new oh my player. God. Eight, mm. eight is so <laughs> <laughs> I mean nine or nine or ten realistically, but I think I enjoyed the story and the characters in Nine a little bit more. So. Mm-hmm. That's going to be my takes on RPGs. Uh, really, only one of these was an action RPG, unfortunately, unless I guess you want to throw in, like, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. But then you start getting into, like, crossing the genres. And I, think we yeah. should, I think we should do this again, <laughs> but pick all the drum, the the genres that we didn't pick because there's genres, a lot we missed. I agree. Yeah. I, I super like agree. Horror but... games, Metroidvania, you know. 
sports games. And I'm gonna throw out, <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. throw out too. If you if you did want to get into East Eight, like I said, East Eight is YS. Mm. I don't know how many people. Do, I say, hey, have you played East? And they're like, how do you spell that? <laughs> yeah, I, I was looking at it at our little thing here, and I was like, yes. How do you don't, yes eight? <laughs> what? <laughs> don't worry, don't worry about how you spell lacrimosa or, yeah, <laughs> or right. anything like that. Yeah. But East is spelled Y S. So, yeah, that's that's gonna be my pick for RPGs. And uh, take us home, Duffer. You got puzzle games. Cool. Oh. Yep. Uh, so I picked. Uh, well, there's a few of them here. So I picked Puzzle Agent. Um, there, this is a game that Telltale made several years back. Um, the reason I suggest it is because none of the puzzles, and, and I've been actually been replaying it to remind myself because it's been a while, but none of the puzzles are like super hard. They're pretty easy puzzles, but if you like like puzzling things out, if you like doing like jigsaws or like logic puzzles, uh, things like that, these are these are good games for you. And it actually has a story behind it too. So the basically you are a an fbi agent and you are in the the fbi's uh puzzle division which is like <laughs> the low totem pole it's a, of... it's, a, it's a thing i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> so why not um, but um but anyway so your whole thing is you go to uh, a place uh which is there are reasons but you end up going to this place the fbi sends you there and you end up doing a lot of puzzles in order to solve this mystery about a, a broken down eraser factory so um but <laughs> yeah so there's there's a cool story behind there's a, a neat little story behind it um the artwork is really interesting because it's done uh in like a um pencil drawing kind of a way um all, all the sketches are, are pencil drawing it's not like fluid animation it's like uh um like comic book panel kind of kind of animation okay. it's animated but it's not like fluid animated i don't really know the way to, to describe it but it's a, it's a motion comic kind of right? yeah right? yeah kind of yeah. yeah um but the puzzles are fun and it's a, a good little entry point for some light puzzle solving action with a, a, a light little story behind it um there and like i said there are two of them you can get them both on steam uh they're telltale games so you know there's some quality there um if you are if you are deeper into puzzles, if you want more challenging stuff, then I would suggest The Fool's Errand, which is a game that came out back in on Macintosh and DOS. But I recommend it. I, I don't feel bad about recommending it because you can go to the website, Cliff Johnson. Uh, oh shoot, is it CliffJohnson.com? I'll look it up while I'm talking. But um, Cliff Johnson is the guy who made the games. He was just one guy who, who made The Fool's Errand and a bunch of other games that he has, too. And um, he has them released for... He has it released for free on his website. So you can just go there and download it. He has an emulator um, packaged up with it. So you just download the whole thing, and he has instructions with it. It's easy to, to run it. Up, run it. And um, it's it has some really cool puzzles in it. It goes... Like I said, it goes it goes much more in depth. So these are not like puzzles that you can solve in five minutes. You're gonna actually have to like sit down, write some stuff out, take your time and looking at these and seeing how things work in order to solve them. And it has a really interesting story behind it as well. But yeah, so that, it, it's it's easy to find it and and get into it. So if you want something that's more challenging, go with that. If you want something a little less challenging, then Puzzle Agent Puzzle, and Puzzle Agent Two are more for you. 
All right. It's an interesting pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. Are these only available on PC? I you know what I don't know about Puzzle Agent. I'm pretty, sh- I'm um, pretty sure they're uh, uh, probably on. <laughs> Fool's Errand for sure is only on PC. Um, yeah. Puzzle Agent probably is, but at least uh, uh, different from Black Mesa, which actually requires a decent computer to run it. Um, Fool's Errand and Puzzle Agent do not. They are very puzzle, light. Puzzle on the... Agent One. <laughs> puzzle Agent One is available on PlayStation Three. Oh, is it? Hot. Okay, well there you go. Yeah. That's the only one. The other one's not available on anything. That's so, interesting. So, so you got you got that option. So that that is definitely interesting because I mean, yeah, the obvious the obvious choices would probably be like you know Tetris. Uh, Tetris, Collins, that's what I... Puyo Puyo, or something like that. <laughs> I was, I was gonna say that's Tetris, or um, if you wanna, if you want a, uh, I'm just tacking on to this because why not? Yeah. I'm gonna say if you want a good uh, story based one, then uh, Professor Layton and the uh, of course, I forget... of course, oh there you yeah. go, yeah, and the Curious Village. That's the first one. That's that's amazing one. You know, they actually had a oh, really it... nice puzzle game on 360. It was an arcade um, game. It was a not an arcade game, but it's an Xbox Live arcade game. I think it was mm. called Clash of um, something. I don't remember what it's For called, sure. but you've probably seen it before. And it had like this kind of like oh, I, '90s anime sure. style. Um, sure. It's actually a really fun game. Yeah, a lot of like good puzzle games. Really, I mean, you're not going to get in over your head too often. And yeah. if you if you no know, go in, know kind of what you're expecting there. That's one of the genres that's easier to get into. I would say. More so than any other. Yeah. And by the way, Fool, the Fool's Errand website is www.fools-errand.com. Hmm. So that, that's if the website. If it doesn't and, work, then it's it's topical. Yeah. And there oh. is a, uh, I forgot to mention this, there is a sequel called The Fool and His Money that was released like seven-ish years ago. You have to buy that one because it's newer, but ah. Fool's Errand is free. Oh, all right. I, I just remember the name of it: Might and Magic Clash of um, of Heroes. So oh, okay, te- I've heard of that. It's one. technically a Might yeah. and Magic game, but the name just says Clash of Heroes, and Might and Magic is like in the tiny corner. But it looks like like a late '90s, early 2000s American style anime, and it has like really like puzzle elements. It has a whole story. It's actually um, it's actually a really fun game. I played through the whole thing. It's a it's a whole thing. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, yeah, we should do another one of these episodes. Maybe we'll do another one next season with some different genres. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely some interesting picks in here. But if you're new and you want to get started on some of these, these are some good suggestions. I agree with everybody here. So, But we're going to go ahead and move on to our game and anime recommendations this week. Remember, gentlemen, there are people that want to go home. <laughs> so, so. So who has the game recommendation this week? Go ahead. I think it's Jonathan. Well, I do. And this will be super short because the game I decided to recommend is Black Mesa. And I already talked about why. So I don't really have to say anything else. (laughs) Great game. You should definitely play it. (laughs) Uh, I concur. It is is fantastic. I have not beaten it, though, so I need to get on it myself. Yeah. yeah. It's clear that they put a lot of love into this game. And it's just it's amazing to see that. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's absolutely, absolutely worth your time absolutely uh and our anime recommendation what have you got for us this week what sort of craziness have you brought to this show <laughs> white so is this a thing where i have to wave at you or something to get <laughs> the full experience so um i'd have to say uh all right so my pick is hinamatsuri 
um, which mm. is I love this show. Use that in a sentence. I think it's hilarious. Um, but yeah, Hina Matsuri. Matsuri is more like it's like festival or something like that. So it's like literally like princess festival or something like that. Um, but it has nothing to do really with what the show is about. So the basic premise of the show is that the main character is this Yakuza dude. Kind of low-level Yakuza dude. Just going through his you know life as usual. He's pretty successful. He makes a lot of good amount of money. You know, everybody likes him. He's good at his job. You know, whatever. And he has, like, a decent apartment. And out of nowhere, this, like, weird steel egg thing just, like, shows up in his apartment. Or, like, teleports into his apartment or whatever. And it's, like, a girl that's stuck inside that has, like, psychic powers. And, you know, breaks her out or whatever. And then, basically now he's her guardian because things happen <laughs> so he's our guardian pretty much and you know she's like throughout the show she's going to school and doing whatever and other of these like mysterious like uh psychic like you know girls or whatever from some other dimension just show up and they're all like living in the city they all have like different lives that sometimes intersect and sometimes don't so the thing is that's just a background premise. It has nothing to do with the actual show itself. <laughs> but the the main point of the show is just like showing how different people like live in like different aspects of Japanese society or whatever. Like him, okay. He's a he's a yak, he, you know, he's yakuza that does pretty well and you basically seen like his lifestyle or whatever. Um and she lives with him and of course there's another chick that ends up like on the streets <laughs> because she didn't land at somebody's house or whatever and it's showing like the kind of day-to-day stuff that happens to uh, or that goes on with like the the you know homeless and the super poor and stuff like that in japan japanese society because there's very few animes that ever touch on that i could probably count them on one hand um so i think that was pretty cool and there's another one that her powers are so great but she hides them and makes it seem that like she's like a kung fu artist or whatever. That she's just super amazing at kung fu. But she's just really good at like telekinesis. Which is that clip I sent you <laughs> of her <laughs> fighting this dude. Because she's because people think that she's like a like a kung fu prodigy or whatever, and she's trying to hide the fact that she's telekinetic. They're like all these like kung fu schools are coming after her and everything. It's just ridiculous. The show goes in so much ridiculous. Um like directions it starts off small and just gets progressively more ridiculous as it goes but it is so hilarious there's so much funny shit that happens and uh however you think is going to end up it's really not how it ends the actual uh interpersonal relations between all the characters and everything is is great and a lot of shows don't really do that and it's done mm. in, a, in like in a mature way and it doesn't focus very hard on any single character very much before it switches to somebody else and shows what they're doing or whatever. So absolutely a show I'd recommend watching. Uh, I think it's on like Crunchyroll or something like that. Um, as far as I know, there's only like one season, uh, but it is hilarious. And that concludes his thesis on <laughs> Hinamatsuri. On Hinamatsuri, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's going to be our show for this week. If you want to get in t- contact with the show, you can do so on Twitter, GameRoomPod, and uh, GameRoomPod at gmail.com is our email. Me personally, I am on Twitter at MickMacIRL. 
which I will post from time to time, usually about streams uh, on Twitch, which is going to be at Michael underscore McLeod. Right now I've been streaming One Piece Odyssey, but that may change in the near future. Dwight, where can people find you? At the, all the usual places, uh, Dmoney8719, Xbox, PlayStation, Switch. Uh, I'm going to try to um, stream some more on <laughs> on Twitch, but I say that all the time. Um, <laughs> next time there's a beta or something like that, you know, I'll probably stream that. Um, He's on it. But yeah. <laughs> and Jonathan. Enchantermon, all the places. Twitter is where you'll find my stream announcements, and I will be streaming on Twitch. And hopefully, like I said, getting back to YouTube soon. It's already started recording some stuff for that, so hopefully we'll get back to that as well. Heck yeah. Look forward to myself and Jonathan uh, playing Mass Effect 2 on stream oh, yeah. in the yep. very near future. Actually, by the time this goes up, we will have already played mm-hmm. some Mass Effect 2. So if you want to see a good player, uh, watch mine. If you want to see an interesting <laughs> player, watch Duffer. So. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're more interesting. You're you're better at personal conversations. But I, I, if you want. Oh, I, did you say inter- interesting? I, I thought you think I, said? I thought you said amateurish. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> you're, you're, uh, possibly. <laughs> we we record this over Discord, and Discord like cut you off there for a second. So I thought uh, I, I thought you. you said amateurish. You. You, you thought I said something completely derogatory. No, but, <laughs> yes, uh, of course I, I would not. I would not do such a thing. But uh, yeah, in, we'll, in jest. We'll, we'll get through that. Uh, I, I I bet I bet I get through the game twenty hours before you do it. Oh, race. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so. Let's have a race. No, let's not. No, let's not. Uh, (laughs) But until then, uh, until then, uh, you can catch us next week. We'll see you then. (laughs) See ya. Bye. All right, then. Bye. (laughs)